everyone. So this is a unique little episode that we did with our friend Les from the Reality Reading Rainbow. So I was invited to be on his podcast with our other really good friend, Taria Faison, from What Else Is Going On, just to sort of do like a state of affairs, a state of the union, if you will, um, about Bravo and just sort of how Bravo has been dealing with race and diversity and sort of the aftermath of Rehasas of New York reunion being canceled and also discussing Rehasas of Beverly Hills Reunion Part 1, where we obviously talk about Garcelle and how that one and everything like that. So this is a unique little episode. We wanted to share it with you guys on our feed. Make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the Reality Reading Rainbow and obviously what else is going on. Make sure to follow them on social media and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, hello everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of the Reality Reading Rainbow where I talk about books written by reality stars and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett and Actually, this is a special episode. How would I describe this? I would, I guess it would be kind of like, like the Super Friends. Remember the Super Friends when like, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman and Aquaman would all get together or maybe like the Avengers or maybe like the Justice League. This is a podcast version of that because I am not alone. Taria, introduce yourself. Hi, you are not alone. We are here with you. Here with you. And though we're far apart, we're always in each other's Zooms. <laughs> Guys, I am Taria from the What Else Is Going On podcast. Honored and excited to be talking to my friend Les and my friend Noor, who I have met in this Instagram journey and have every uh, feeling that we will be lifelong friends because I love these two people. Aww. Yes. And Noor, introduce yourself. Hi, it's Noor from the one half of the Reality Is podcast, and I am super duper excited to be talking to Taria and Les today. And fun fact, before we started recording, we were already like, it's so crazy. Okay, I have to say, consummate professionals, the three of us. Okay, let's just pat ourselves on the back. Because I was listening to us just like talk shit. And I was like, this is smarter than like 90% of Twitter. Right. <laughs> One hundred percent, and that's just our regular off mic conversation. Even in our DM conversations, text message conversations. Yes, and and so 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 you know what? Let's get into it. Okay. The thing that inspired this whole thing uh, was oh my god, this is like months ago already. Yes, Um, uh, back when New York was still going on and Ebony was going through all of her drama, it was her, with, you know, being a, a Mike, victim of microaggressions up the yin-yang. And when it came time for the reunion, guess what? They didn't have one. <laughs> and so... You know, people had all sorts of opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one, the ones that got me hot were the ones. Well, mm. we didn't need to have one anyway because you know we didn't need to talk about race anyway. Oh, girl! Which is or can we ahead. say the ones that um, purport themselves to be allies and are constantly in someone's doorbell? And if y'all are on IG, you know what I mean. Ugh. Using the doorbell filter, letting us know that well, Ramona. 
probably wasn't going to change anyway, but you purport yourself to be an ally. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. Right. The, the number of people that I've, it's, it's interesting that they, they decided, Bravo decided, you know what? You know what? We're not doing this. It was already too heated. We're not going to do the reunion. It's going to be too much of a conversation about race. You know what? People will be happy. Let's just give them four episodes of Beverly Hills reunion. And what happens on the very first episode of the Hmm. Beverly Hills reunion? We're talking about race because guess what? You fucking idiots at Bravo. This is what happens. You're going to put people of color into uncomfortable spaces with a bunch of microaggressive bullshit. And then you expect us to not fucking say anything about it. Well, go fuck yourself because it's crazy. Like I was, I, I will say watching that first Beverly Hills reunion, I was triggered to a point where it took me several hours to finish the episode. It's a 45 Mm -hmm. minute episode. It took me several hours to finish it because I was so raged, enraged. And I was physically like upset. Me too. Me too. I am thinking that if I had had to watch three episodes of New York, it would have been a lot. It would have been a lot of emotions because the truth of the matter is these things play out and we as people of color have a certain reaction, but the reaction is further amplified when you go on social media Mm -mm -mm. and you see people with their fucking terrible takes. The takes are so bad. Yeah. They're so insane. It's a lot of like, you know, why, well, well, this is what you expect. And these are not really good people. So who, why are you getting so Thank upset? It's like, you. I'm a lot to get upset because it's hard for me as a person of color who's experienced these microaggressions firsthand to have to relive these moments. And, and guess what? I live in friggin' Hollywood, okay? Mm-hmm. I know some people who are not people of color, who are absolutely horrible people who aren't racist. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's like the two don't go hand in hand. And my thinking is number one, we all know if you don't show up, let's go back years ago when Sonia didn't get invited to Dorinda's the real reason she was upset because she wasn't getting paid for those days. Let's be clear. So now you're taking away payment from a woman of color who was showing up to do her job. And of course all the other women too. But so, so did, did you pay them? Did you pay them a no show fee? Did, did you pay them any type of like, meaning Bravo didn't show up. And not only do we have to wa- listen to social media and the terrible takes let's since, since I am of less a school of thought now, light it on <gasps> fire and burn it to the ground. So Wait a minute. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. Wait a minute. You've come over to my side. Yes. Yes. So let's burn it to the ground and say that not only are we watching strangers on social media, we're watching people that we know and love justify and DMs and then text messages. And it starts out by saying not trying to justify, but not saying this is right, but I need every non-black or person of color to hear me clear. When you come to us and say, not trying to justify, but maybe Sutton is anxious or maybe Dorit got her words messed up. Mm-mm. You don't think we've already thought everything through before we made the decision to talk about it being a microaggression. We have already thought 
all that through because we know when we talk about it being racist or microaggression, people are going to come at us and say we make it about race. So we don't need you to come in a DM and a text message or send a flare saying, but maybe think about it this way. And we don't have to give grace to anybody we don't want to have to give grace to when we see it play out. By the way, I hate the word grace. I hate it. Because people are Giselle's daughter left. That's messed up. Well, actually, I, you know, okay, I'm going to use this analogy. I'm not, okay, I'm not calling them monsters. So don't at me. I'm not calling them monsters. I'm making an analogy. So remember the monsters where like the monsters were there and then Marilyn was like (laughs) beautiful thing in the middle of the monsters. Giselle's kids are kind of like Marilyn from the monsters and I'm not calling her physically ugly, but she's like this monster and these kids are like these well-adjusted kids. Which is why her name fits when we say give somebody grace. Grace is actually Giselle's grace because we can look at grace and say, okay, Yes. You know. Yes, exactly. Because their dad's a monster too. <laughs> yes, their dad well, is a certified monster. We're going to see next week. The babies are saying we can't even take basically advice from you because neither one of y'all are in good relationships. I mean, her daughters are named Angel Grace and Adore. And yes. Like- <laughs> it's all true. It's all they true. are. Yeah. They are angels and I do adore them and they give her a lot of grace and Um, I just want to go back because we're on the topic of Potomac for like a second. I want to go back to this idea of like people see these things play out. Right. And there's a lot of like, well, maybe Dorit was thinking this or maybe Sutton was having a bad day. There's a lot of these things, but it's very interesting because there's so much deep diving into the anxieties about, you know, a, a, a nervous, rich white lady, mm-hmm. even, oh my God, like, well, maybe Erica didn't know because she was trapped in this marriage with this man who's so powerful. There's a lot of grace being given to white people and how they navigate these situations because they don't know how to deal with people of color now that they're so sensitive about their feelings. But when we talk about Potomac, Let's say it. The way that people talk about Candace, the way that people talk about even Giselle, who we just said is a monster, right? But like the words that are used on the internet, vile, mm-hmm. ugly, dogs, compare a lot of comparison to dogs, vicious, aggressive, all those words that are used are okay. Yeah. But when we say Sutton and Dorit are examples of microaggressions we're mm-hmm. not going to say you're being racist we're saying thank this you is type of microaggression right microaggression literally means that you don't realize that this is this is perpetuating racist stereotypes it's not blatant racism thank you're not you. putting on your clan hoods it's different but we're telling you it's a microaggression so that you can clock yourself and change yeah. that's the point but suddenly even though we're saying the word microaggression is like whoa you woke people what are you doing you're ruining my tv like so which one is it is it that you want to call a black woman um a pit bull a chihuahua you want to use those words for a black woman who's upset you want to you want to rage against her when she's crying about her own actions but you don't want you you want to rage against that but when we say Sutton is 
behaving the way that Southern white women behave around people of color. Yes. Yes. You want to be like, well, I don't know. Exactly. And to keep saying Candace's mood, I'm going to be clear. First, I'm going to speak to black folks. Black folks, stop acting like, I don't care if you grew up in the hood or in the suburbs. I was talking to my mother, who clearly is older than me yesterday. She said, what's going on with Potomac? I've missed some episodes. (laughs) I told her. And my mother-in-law watches too. And uh, so I told her and I said, yeah, now people are saying because Candace said your mama. She said, why are people all upset about that? People know that you're not pinpointing someone's mom. It's a thing that said, whether right or wrong, it said. I said, well, yeah, you know, her mom came on and talked about her issues. And now people are saying Candace knew. And I'm going to be very transparent because I felt the same way. My mom said, and what if she did? No, let's not. We're not saying we agree. Let's not be naive to the fact there's no rules in fighting. So if I'm arguing with you, if I were to go there, your mom, your dad, your dog, your cat, your uncle, your favorite first grade teacher can get it. So (laughs) let's not act like what Candace is doing is so foreign. And let's always stop starting in the middle. Andy Cohen said to Giselle on Watch What Happens Live, about Candace going too low when she retaliates. So in order to retaliate, what does that mean? Somebody had to be coming for you. Mm -hmm. And as far as what you said about how they speak about Potomac, I also find it interesting that white women still don't go as far as to talk to dog Giselle or Robin or Ashley the way they do Wendy and the way they do Candace. They may say, oh, Giselle is a trash box. They call all of them trash box, but they talk so poorly of Candace. These same woke folks, none of y'all are calling for Ebony to bash Ramona's head in, but you're calling for Candace to get knocked upside her mm-hmm. head. I have a real problem with it. And I have a problem, and then I'll get off my soapbox. But I have a real problem with people wanting to say, well, so and so shouldn't have came at Candace. Here we go again. But Candace didn't have to respond that way. If someone was assaulted by someone, and they take out the word assault. I've done it before. If a woman is in a meeting with all men and the men are misogynistic, the men are treating her like she's less than, and the woman spoke up, whether she yelled, screamed, made a scene, nobody's going to say, yeah, they were misogynistic, but your reaction shouldn't have been as such. No, they're going to say they were misogynistic. They're going to focus on the action. So stop focusing on the reaction. I'm sick of it. So black people stop acting, acting like Y'all have never seen this stuff play out in real life. And white folks, stop calling for Candace to be beat upside her head when you're not calling for Ramona to be beat upside her head. I don't see none of y'all calling for Doree or Lisa Renna to be beat upside her head. No, ma'am, never, never. And and let's, you know what? Let's talk about the Garcelle thing for Mm -hmm. uh, a second. Because I, okay, this is what I'm having an issue with. (laughs) And and black folks, you're included in this on, included on this too. So. I think the way that Garcelle behaved at the reunion worked for Garcelle because Garcelle ended up winning. Garcelle Mm -hmm. won. Mm -hmm. She won the reunion, hands down. And this is my theory. I think Rinna was going in. Rinna was like, remember, you know, Garcelle brought up the racism, which Mm -hmm. I don't think Rinna thought that she was Garcelle was going to do. When Rinna was like, apologize, and Garcelle was like, uh, no, I'm not going to apologize. Rinna, you could see the look on her face was like, oh, shit. Yep. I need to fix this. Yeah. I need to fix this now. Yeah. And she went in and apologized and da 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 Right? Yeah. But just because you don't 
cuss somebody out. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> After the way I started out saying I'm with less now, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. I, no, I'm, I still, I'm with you. I still believe a good cussing yeah. out is good. I love but good cussing out. In this situation, <laughs> a cussing out would not have gone in Garcelle's favor. Favorite, yeah. yeah. I think she played it perfectly. So for those of you out there who are saying she's weak, uh, in that situation, I think if she would have like lost her shit and cussed them out good, she would have been the weak one because then, then since she was the only black woman on that stage, they would focus on Garcelle, cuss them all out. And she's so angry. And what do you, what do you all think about it? Well, you know, mm. she, she implied, she tried to go there, right? It, mm-hmm. If you think about the way that these women talk to Garcelle, there were a lot of different words used to um, paint her as an angry black woman. Um, what was the, what the fuck did she say? Passively provocative? Passively right. provocative. <laughs> Passively provocative, incessant. Uh, I, you're not a bully, but there's just some incessant nature of the way right. that you deal with things, which is hilarious coming from Dorit. Right. Um, And Lisa Rinna says, oh, Harry Hamlin was watching the show and she said, she looks so sad. One, that didn't happen because you don't talk to Harry. Right. Right. Um, Harry Hamlin doesn't watch the show. And I, I, that's insane. And also he doesn't talk to you, but, and then she's, and then Dorit says, well, I wouldn't say that she looks miserable, but you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of poking at. Garcelle's emotions, yes. Garcelle's feelings, Garcelle behaving a certain way. And what it was a lot of, it was a lot of shit that basically, like we said this on our podcast, the, the crux of the issue was mm-hmm. that initially, right. When, when Garcelle sat down with uh, Kyle and brought up the race thing and said, look, mm-hmm. when you talk about black women, not paying their part, there is a racial implication here for people, for black women in society that maybe you didn't think of. And Kyle actually, I actually thought when that was one of the best conversations. I don't like Kyle, but Kyle's never looked better in that situation. I was like, oh, look, Kyle is being receptive to it. Right. So that happened initially. And I think that that rubbed the entire cast, probably a weird way because Kyle being the crazy person that she is, shouldn't say crazy Kyle being the, uh, the um what's about the perfectionist that she is because she's very concerned about her image Mm -hmm. um she probably immediately went to her fox force flop and said hey guess what i had this conversation with garcelle and it got really weird and that after that point when i was like garcelle let's try to be friends let's be friends do you forgive me let's be friends and then they did all this shit to really try Mm -hmm. to be garcelle's friend everything is fine everything's going really well they're planning birthday parties for her, all this shit. Then they get to Tahoe and suddenly you see that there is a shift, right? Mm-hmm. You see that there is a shift because I believe that at that point, the cast realized, wait a minute, we have a different storyline that we're working with now. We yep. don't really even have to focus on Garcelle anymore because we have a new storyline of dealing with Erica. Right. And then suddenly the shift goes from giving a shit about Garcelle and including her and rehabbing themselves and including her in the <laughs> group to, 
we are now going to ride for Erica and anybody who's not on board and anybody who asks questions, we're going to come after them. So that weekend is when Lisa Rinna suddenly was being such a bitch to Garcelle. And then Dorit said that weird ass shit about her mother's black friend. Mm -hmm. And um, Garcelle's reaction in that moment of her being like, I'm, I'm literally trying to throw you a fucking bone because you look like an idiot. After that moment, what essentially happened is Dorit knows that she was behaving in a racist way. Uh White, this happens often where a white person will behave in a racist way with a person of color. And this happens at work all the time. It happens in professional settings. This happens in the PTA, right? Somebody will say some ass backwards racist shit. And immediately people of color, you, we, we talk with our faces, right? Yeah. You see it in our face. Like the fuck did you just say to me, but I'm going to be polite to you. And then that white person is anxious about the way that they behave (laughs) similarly to how Kyle was probably anxious after Garcelle called her out for the bullshit Mm -hmm. she pulled at the reunion. Then Dorit starts to think, oh shit, I did something. Mm-hmm. And then you, they're suddenly taking everything. I, we call it a private experience. Suddenly everything becomes, she hates me. She hates me. She's yes. talking about me. I, right. I'm, I'm going to look bad. I'm going to look bad. And it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now you start to react in a racist way because you're worried that the person of color thinks that you're racist because you did a racist thing. The right. way to correct it, the way to course correct that and say, wait, I feel like we had a weird conversation and I'm really sorry. I know I said something was really fucked up, but the people on these shows Hmm. lack the humility to do that. They lack the growth to do that. They don't have the ability to sit down and say, I behaved in a racist way. And I know that that looks terrible. And that's on me because I'm still learning. If Dorit had said that we would not be in this place, but instead what ends up happening is Dorit starts poking at Garcelle. And the reason why they do it is because they want the black person to say you were racist. Mm -hmm. So then the white person can say, oh my God, look at these black people are always Mm -hmm. making it about race. Aren't they? They're always turning it into race. I'm so tired. Oh, like that is now I'm the victim. And Lisa Rinna tried it. She tried it in the reunion. Uh She yes, said, she how did. could you do this? This implication, that's such a big deal. What you just said, that shows me exactly the kind of person that you are. And the next thing you know, she's sitting in Garcelle's lap doing the Ramona thing. Forcing her. her lover. Forcing, Forcing her. her to comfort her. Yeah. Like you are racist to me. Now I'm being kind and not saying anything, but you're so anxious that you keep poking at me and waiting for me to call you racist. And then when I do call you racist, you're going to act like a victim because you were racist, like none of it makes any sense. And the most aggravating thing about all of this, the most aggravating thing about all of this is these instances happen in New York, Dallas, Beverly Hills. And what happens? These people are invited into the clubhouse, honey. They're invited into the clubhouse. They're treated with kid gloves. They get the red carpet. They don't get the hard questions. Andy Cohen's not doing anything about it. Bravo's not doing anything about it. At all. At all. Oh, and not only that, I feel like Dorit this season, when she realized she messed up, have you ever been take your, we we're all married. So take your spouse when you know that you popped off at them and you were wrong, but instead (laughs) of apologizing, you bait them into responding 
in an even worse way. So now we Jedi mind trick and now we're the victim. Right. Taria, do you have cameras? The <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so I feel like that's what Dorit was trying mm-hmm. to do. If I continue to do it, Garcelle will have this explosion. So then if she brings up race, I can then Jedi mind trick the viewers who have very short memories when it comes to race and things. They'll say, oh yeah, Garcelle did blow up, forgetting what led all the way up to that point. Exactly. And and so, and and like I said, Garcelle won this reunion. Yeah. And so Black people, and you know who you are, are, who are saying that she is weak because she didn't cuss her out yeah. You're not getting it. And I don't think she was weak. I And I said in our group chat that I felt like disappointed. And I guess because even I believe that there's a way you can curse someone out without actually using real curse words. But I the one thing I do wish she had said would have been Dorit. Don't you very calm, Don't you ever raise your voice at me again. Period. This is what we're not going to do. Happens. Yeah. But I would. But even in that moment is when I feel like Andy needs to go mm-hmm. yes. because he could have shut down exactly what was happening in that moment. And I don't know if you guys heard the uh, tea because somebody in my comments said, you can tell that Kyle really supports Garcelle and really loves Garcelle. Kyle was on mute. So let me talk about allies and how you need to put your money where you need to put your mouth, where your posts on Instagram are with resources. Um, Mm -hmm. So Word on the street. Now, I heard this on Kara Berry's podcast, Everyone's Business But Mine. And then I recorded with Kendrick, who got some DMs from people on the West Coast, basically verifying that Lisa Renner did say that stuff to Kyle. Oh, and Ki- sure. And Kyle yeah. told Kathy and Kathy told Garcelle. <gasps> what? And that there's text messages out there. Oh, so Garcelle and Ka- Garcelle and Kathy then are kind of yes that tight. that Gar- that Kathy likes Garcelle. Kathy so, loves Garcelle. Yeah, and so if the, and so my thing is, I understand that's your sister, but a real true ally who doesn't center themselves in doorbells and things and IG posts would have shown up in that moment and said, "Oh, I think I'm getting ready to throw my sister under," even if she hadn't. But said, "Lisa, you did have that. You did say that." Yeah. Boom. But she sat there giving facials, but not backing Garcelle up. Now, a friend of mine, uh, Shannon from Everything's Hunky Dory, did say, she said, I may be giving Kyle a little too much credit, but what I'm hoping is, you know how Kyle always produces and wants to have a storyline? She's hoping that Kyle is holding on to that and then brings it up next season. Right. To try to go against Lisa. I don't know, but I will say again, as a black woman, I think this is why we as people of color, black uh, minorities, I think y'all can agree. We don't look for white people to come and save us because we know it can be fickle. And we know when the heat gets on you, you probably not going to speak up. So in a group of friends, I have black friends. I have white friends. If I'm with my all white friends and something goes down, I don't, I would hope they would speak up. But in my mind, I already go in knowing I have to have my own back. That's just period, period. Because if you're going to speak up, I need you to speak up directly. And I'll never forget Raven um, from Bitches Better said that she uh, lives in North Carolina and had a group of white friends. And she would always tell them the looks she would get where they all lived because it was all white people and the microaggressions. And they were just like, oh, well, maybe this person didn't mean that. And then one night they were out 
and some white guy walked by and said the N word. She didn't hear it, but her friends heard it. And her friend was white, got irate and was like, we need to find him. No, we're going to find him. And got a police officer and was telling the police officer. And immediately Raven was like, girl, why are you trying to bring him in this? Because I'll be the one that the police will target, even though you're talking to them. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's screaming. The friend is screaming, going off to the police officer. We need to find him. Yada, yada, yada. Of course they didn't. And Raven said later on, she had a conversation with them and said. The same energy you had when you saw what happened, have that same energy when I tell you about a microaggression or about or about a racist action towards me. But sometimes y'all got to see it to believe it. Yeah. There's a lot of like desire for white people to view racism from the racism from the lens that they understand it. Right. That's why even the term microaggression is like so hard for them to understand because it's either met with like Mm overcorrection or it's met with like, um, you know, of, of downplaying. So people don't realize that like, even, even something as little as, do you remember a couple of months ago, Naomi from Southern charm broke up with Matul Matul cheated on her. And all these people were like, Oh, he's such a tool Matul. He's such a tool. Right. And I was one of the people, like we started saying, Hey, like you can make fun of him however you want, but that's a very common name. And it's very micro it's, it's triggering to people, especially immigrants who grew up in this country who had their names made fun of. I was like, you don't think it's a big deal, but it is. And they're like, well, people call Dorit Doritos. And I was like, not me. I don't like to call Doritos. Yeah. No, just because you do it to a white person doesn't mean that it's okay to do to a Brown person. Yeah. We shouldn't (laughs) be doing it period. Like, yeah come up with better ways to make fun of somebody instead of like making fun of their God given name. Like that's, that's got nothing to do with it. And it was, but it was, it's often met with, I don't understand. And so I'm still going to keep doing it or, or the extreme overcorrection, you know what I mean? And it's like, like you, you have to just, just support us. Like, um, what is it? Um, sell from, who asked me always yes. says, you can always say nothing. Yes, right. yes, 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 yes. And and even then, at least let me know you're there because I find that sometimes it's also it's met with silence and it's to silence that it's like, okay, so now we're just going to ignore it. Okay. And then we as black people and people of color, we automatically have a mode where we can click into. And now emotion, I'm not going to let my emotions when it ev- involves race I'm not going to show them to you anymore. Like we know how to do that. We know how to click into self-preservation, even with friends. And you're like, nah, you don't get to get that side of me anymore. Yeah. So yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No. And then there's also sort of like the, um, the association with a black person or a person of color who's been harassed. Right. There is that like badge of honor that like, Mm. uh, that like it's a white savior complex. Right. It's also like, like, oh, you know, somebody who had a microaggression done to them. So now you're going to carry around that story because now you get to tell a story to your white friends Mm. to be like, this is how it's a way to make themselves feel important. I mean, we call like, I call it tragedy porn. Um, Uh it's, (laughs) 
No, it's literally like people get off on being associated with tragedy, right? And they'll Uh do it with anything, but they especially have been doing it since last Mm -hmm. year, since Black Lives Matter. It's suddenly it's like, oh, I know a black person who somebody once said the N-word to. Well, yeah, we all do. Because guess what? People (laughs) say it to black people all the time. Okay, that's the thing that happens. Like, you're not special for doing, for knowing that. But like, what did you do in that situation? Did you say anything? Did you do anything about it? You didn't. So there's a lot of like associating themselves with uh, tragedy to make themselves feel like they're allies. No, true allyship means like, are you supporting the person of color when they come to you and say, this is a thing that I experienced and I'm fucking sad about it. Like, yes, if you even right. look at, and truly, I was disappointed in the way Garcelle was handling um, Crystal and Sutton, right? In the very beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. But similarly, I'm disappointed in the way Crystal Same. was handling the just uh, the Garcelle situation. Yeah, let's so, talk about Crystal. Let's throw yeah, Crystal so, like, in the As people of color, we even... Are, have a hard time being allies to each other. Yes. Right? Like we, uh-huh. there's a lot, I mean, we saw fucking Kenya. Kenya Moore added in her <sighs> two cents about the Garcelle and Kyle. Thing. Right. Like, you're not even involved in here, ma'am. And I love Kenya, but it's uh-huh. like, we often let our own egos, our self-preservation, if you will, yes. our desire to fit in, get in the way. And I think with Garcelle, uh-huh. the reason why people were upset with her not clocking back at these women in uh-huh. a way, even if it was polite, whatever it was, it gave me a sense of Garcelle. I needed Garcelle to show up on that set and say, I don't actually need the show. You guys I'm here because right. I signed up and I'm going to pay, I'm going to do my thing, but I don't need to be here. I still got a lot from that reunion that gave me the sense of Garcelle knows that the leads on the show are on the other couch. Yes. Right. And she needs to sort of bend to them. I'm hoping that next season that won't be the case because it seems like her, Crystal and Sutton have like a little posse going. Right. But that was the one thing where I was like, "Mm, I really wish she would say something because I want you to know the power that you have as a person of color. Yeah, because Garcelle's she's the one out of all of them, she's the one that doesn't need the job. Right. This is her second job. Her second job. And speaking of Crystal, so it's funny. I I had a guy on the podcast, Real Housewives Out of Context, that came out today. And he said something when I was recording with him. And it really did stun me. He said the cast members and the viewers are unconsciously pushed crystal and garcelle into their stereotypes crystal spoke up when sutton was microaggressing her and what did we say be quiet choose another word be quiet garcelle they say wasn't speaking up so what are they saying speak louder speak up so they want the black woman to speak up and speak loud but the asian woman needs to be quiet and what are the stereotypes of asian and black women yes by the way uh taria i'm still mad at you (laughs) I'm still mad at I, I you. I know what he's gonna say because you let's me cuss like me Crystal. out. I did not like her until I listened to your podcast. Let's I'm, cuss, I'm, I'm, let's I'm cuss me out. The <laughs> I'm very weary of people who say that they're normal and then go on the show. You know what I mean? Right. That's my thing about um, Crystal. Is like Crystal because I loved her, Tria. I loved her on your episode. It was so good. But it was like, you're acting like a normal person. And I need to still understand why a normal person would choose to go on this show. I've heard somebody say that 
they, they, they will say, I don't like, let's say somebody said, I don't like Crystal for the show. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, and I, I forget who, but they broke it down. Like, not that I don't like Crystal, terrible people go on these shows. I don't think you're terrible in real life. So why are you on the show? And it made me think differently. I wonder if at some point, every single one of these housewives with the exclusions of our um, forefathers, if you were our foremothers, like the Kyles and <laughs> the Nini's. And, yeah. It, with the, if we were asked to be on a show now in our minds, because we think we know these shows so well and we know production, we would think I'm going to go in and be me normal. We're not thinking that we're going to go in and be this heightened person because we feel like being us is enough. I wonder mm-hmm. if they all started out there and then somewhere along the line, it was like, you're going to need to turn it up. You're going to need to say something you're going to need to do or audience feedback like Wendy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, right. It's, it's possible. It, I, I mean, I love Tiffany moon, for example. Okay. I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her on the Me show. Too. I thought that she was great, but like, if you follow Tiffany on TikTok, I'm like, Tiffany, you're doing too much, please, ma'am. You're a doctor. Like, can you just tone it down? <laughs> so there is this thing of like, you can't be a housewife if you don't want to be beloved a- and be liked right. and have Boom. a following. And that's my thing with crystal is I'm like, crystal, can you just can you just own it? Just Can own you it. Actually right. own how much you like love this because there's a lot of like, you know, like I'm just here and so whatever, like we're just figuring it out. And it's like, no, you are looking for some of that attention. You are. And negativity is going to come. Negativity is going to come with it. I think yeah. that they think me saying I'm normal makes me relatable. So I'll yeah. get good attention when actually it's like, you're going to get good. We all know as podcasters. Yeah. If we're, we know we're going to get attention and we can't pick and choose, it's yes. going to be some good and some bad. So I, I, how do you guys feel being non-white mm-hmm. feeling? I feel conflicted and I feel hypocritical because while I think if, if I knew there wasn't a race thing behind it and if um, Doree had actually been at the example that she used when they were saying, if they had to say, well, Garcelle, I feel like you do shade us in your confessionals, but which by the way, none of them started using shade until Garcelle came on. So that says a lot, but if they were to say, you talk about us in confessionals, but don't always say it. If they had approached it that way. And then Andy saying to Crystal on purpose, I believe, what do you think Crystal and Crystal using? If that was just a regular conversation, I might've been okay with it and said, well, They had a point, Uh but I, and this is where I find that I feel hypocritical, but for anybody's listening, when it comes to being down for, for black people and non-people of color, I'm always going to pick them just so you know, Um, because they look like me in this instance, I wanted Crystal to say Garcelle did in confessionals, what we all did period. That's it. Yeah. I like, so I, part of me felt hypocritical because I'm like, well, what she was saying, because I was listening to a YouTuber, a black guy talk about it. And he said, technically crystal's example would have been right it wasn't for dorit to use but still you it's like sis like you could have been like not said not, not gave credence to it yeah right. well but crystal has done that throughout the show with other things too right like even the fact that like she had this issue with sutton but mm-hmm. sutton wasn't wrong for seeking out a lawyer and wanting to protect herself against erica but she still used her dislike for sutton in that situation mm-hmm. to back herself up right yeah and to back erica like you back the wrong horse because you dislike 
Sutton so much. And I'm not saying that she was backing Dorit, but it was like, you were so butthurt about one comment that Chris, that Garcelle made that you used your anger against it, even if it was small to back the wrong horse. And she even said, I didn't care about it, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, Crystal, I don't, I don't know if you're clicking in here, what's really happening. It's bigger than this. It's bigger than this. It is about something bigger and you should know because you've gotten the hate. And it's right. interesting. Like, I want to see what happens because now they're best buds. Yeah. Right. Chris- the three of them are really close. Yeah. It seems like. So did I'm you read the article? No, it was too long for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody recapped it and basically said that Sutton actually said, I realized I shut down a woman of color's voice and I was wrong. Now, it's interesting because what I didn't like on that stage when they talked about Crystal and Sutton's feud and for people listening, Please understand that for black people and people of color, when you're talking about feuds and I heard someone say, why can't people just enjoy in the middle of the season Sutton and Crystal's feud? Well, because it was rooted in microaggressions. That's why we couldn't enjoy it. But uh, it was interesting. What did y'all think of Sutton's uh, response when she when someone said, what did your mom think about you and Crystal? And she said, well, my mom said you and her are different people. I something about that. I was just like, I don't don't really like Uh what. And then Crystal saying, you know, they're saying that we are a lot of light. And Crystal said, I've heard that, too. And I guess I'm bringing my own experiences into Crystal's. But I really cannot see us not publicly having a conversation. You can talk about how we had a conversation in this article and all three of us be together. But my people that look like me Mm -hmm. are, are, are going to want to be a part of that reconciliation, because what it looks like is. I'm now once again making the white woman comfortable. Well, it was weird because we didn't talk about we didn't talk about the actual crux of the argument. Right. We talked about right. violate gate. We talked Thank about you. ugly leather pants. Thank you. But we did not talk about what the actual core issue was, right? The yep. core issue was that Sutton shut down a woman of color and that's why she was mad and like crystal said really well on your show which was that like um i had just fucking met these people and this was like my first conversation with sutton and she shut me down and we had been saying like yeah everybody thinks crystal's being rude but i'd be rude i'd be even more rude thank you around a person like that like all the time i'd be like that crazy racist white lady from the south is treating me poorly and yes i and then sutton could be like Oh, well, everybody thinks the people from the South are racist. Well, bitch, you act like Hello. a racist. I'm going to treat you like a racist. Right. Like, we need to at least have a conversation. And it was very, very strange that they glossed over that. And I, yes. it's bizarre to me because then to take the race conversation and only put it on Garcelle was weird. And yeah. that's why I, I, I feel like that is a lot of Bravo's doing and or that is a lot of Crystal as a woman of color. Yeah. Feeling like I can't talk about it. Like, let me do what we normally do and just not talk about it. And let's just move on. Like I, I completely that. And it also makes me look at allies who are white and say, so you don't, you're cheering the loudest for this black woman, because that's the thing to do because of George Floyd. If we were in a moment right now where there was content, you know, of course we know there's continuing AAPI hate, but let's say we watched an Asian person get killed right now on TV, then you'd be cheering the loudest for them. It's y- y'all don't know how to 
give it to everybody. It's okay. Let me pick black people are the topic of the season. So because it's systemic racism. So I'm going to cheer the loudest for the black person, but you get your micro, you get your microaggressions out in other ways by saying crystal was wrong to say what she said about Sutton or act someone interested. And I find it interesting. I cannot stand going back to, I've heard people say, well, yes, while Sutton was wrong, crystal was really snarky. What does what? that have to do with the other? Stop policing people's reaction to racist behavior. Hey, so do we have time? Because I want to. Yeah, I can do five yeah. more minutes. Okay. Yeah. Because I heard a conspiracy theory mm. about New York. And I want your take on it. The conspiracy theory is that there was actually a reunion taped and it was so awful I believe they it. decided not to air it. Have you two heard this conspiracy theory? Yes. And let me tell you why. And I wished I had a screenshot it and I did not. Leah, I, somebody sent it to me and then it was gone. Leah posted an IG story of her with earbuds like this, like with the string in and a hat. Hashtag virtual reunion and then she was saying how kiki called her a boomer because she used these earbuds for the virtual reunion and then the story was gone and i'm so mad and i have searched and searched and cannot find it anywhere and i wished i had taken a screenshot someone sent that to me and said i think they had a reunion interesting yep wow and she hashtagged virtual reunion so for anybody saying oh well, that means it was bad. It also means that they're saving the, that they're when you do that, you're backing the white woman, period, because you don't want her. Whatever the network doesn't want who they back to look bad. Simple as that, because I'm struggling with watching the ultimate girl's trip. Not going to lie. I don't need oh. people are like, don't you want to see Kenya get Ramona together for what? I already know what Ramona is. And, and look at it this way. They, they canceled an entire show. Thank you. Talk about racism with, with, with Dallas. Canceled the show. Canceled mm-hmm. a whole show. Mm-hmm. Bravo has told us what they feel. Bravo has shown us how much they value their women of color. When they had race in America, there is a woman who used to be a producer on, on the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Dorothy Turan. She now has her own production company. Do you think she was on the approved? Now, she used to work directly with the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Do you think she was on the approved list of producers to work on Bravo shows? No, that's one of the things Candy fought for. So we know what Bravo truly feels in terms of our our people of color. Uh It's just it's a struggle for me nowadays to even watch any of the episodes, to be honest, when they come out and to want to talk about them. Yeah. It's it's weird because, uh, well, I want to go back to what Les said, which was uh, set it on fire, burn it all to the ground, because um, part of me says, like, we should be doing that. It's tough, right? Because it's like Mm -hmm. if we do a whole scale, um, if we do a whole scale reboot, right, or if we just canceled the show like with Dallas, right, Dallas got canceled and a lot of idiots are like, Oh, well, this is what happens when you, you know, Tiffany ruined the show and Dallas was so fun. And Carrie Duber said it, a former cast member. Wait, Carrie Duber? Yeah, Carrie Duber said on a podcast that Tiffany should have let the race stuff go. 
Well, Carrie Deaver should get her husband together, but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, so there's people who will say that shit and it just, it goes back to the idea of like, who is at the table making decisions? And we've yep. been saying this all year. It's who is making the decisions? Who is sitting at the casting tables? Who is editing these shows? Who is producing? Who are the people that are there on site? We said this when Tiffany had her meltdown when they went mm. to Austin. Yes. And Dallas. And I said, the thing, the most uncomfortable part of this is that I can imagine that as a person of color being in that situation and saying, I think I need to go home. Mm-hmm. I want to understand who was there for Tiffany in the middle of the night when she left, who was there from production when she wanted to leave. Cause we saw in Beverly Hills when Denise was uncomfortable and Denise wanted to leave a producer reamed into her. Like, yes. So what exactly is happening behind the scenes, behind the cameras and who are the people that are sitting with the talent and trying to talk to the talent? Cause we've seen from fucking Vanderpump rules, right? When the producers become too close with the talent, we're yep. now going to get shitty products. So that's why like, everybody they were all friends with Stassi and Jackson and all those other racists on the show mm-hmm. so that's why Vanderpump Rules sucked for a while because they all thought that we cared about these people that are obvious monsters we don't care about their arc so I want to understand again who is behind the scenes who's making these decisions yes. who gets to sit there at the table and say you know what it's not worth it for Bravo like who is doing your PR at Bravo where you looked at the numbers and you said it doesn't matter that Potomac and Atlanta are some of our highest grossing shows right now because of the people of color that tune in to watch these shows. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're hmm. still going to cater to the white people. Like I need to understand who is making these decisions. And that's, oh. that's it for me before I do decide to set it on fire and burn it to the ground. Uh-huh. Now, see, I took that to me and that's a good point. I'm glad that you said it that way, set it on fire and burn it to, to the ground. Cause for me, when I, my thing was, I know what I set out to do when I started my podcast to be real and talk about these things and be transparent. So my set it on fire and burn it to the ground is calling out the people that I see, even if not by name, just people hearing I'm calling y'all out allies who say you're allies, but let's really put your money where your mouth is. Why, why are you not speaking up for X, Y, and Z, but you're speaking up for X, Y, and Z? Why are we taking the easy route and posting who everyone in Dallas voted for, but we love Lisa Barlow when she supported Ted Cruz? Be honest about your stuff. Yep. Right. You can't keep the same energy. Yep. And why are we why are we sitting here and calling ourselves allies when we support still a woman who's no longer been on our TV for almost a year, who is an anti-vaxxer and a 5G mm. conspiracy theory peddler? Right. Right. Why are we doing that? Yep. Why are we doing that? And, it, and it's so funny because, hey, I was just going to talk about books. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, Les, I had to ask you, did you did you get Lala's book? Oh, hell no. When I announced <laughs> it on this podcast, I was not going to read that. I non, love this. Uh, New York Times bestseller, P.O.S. And if I'm not mistaken, can't you? Because uh, I was telling Corey this, and I'm pretty sure I heard somebody somewhere say, there's a way that you can like pay to actually get on, like anybody can get on that list pretty much. 
Really? See that? That's I what know. I heard. I, I would think the way to pay for it would be that if you bought all of your books yourself. Oh, so maybe that's what they meant. You could probably do that where you buy all the books yourself and then you resell them on your website or something. You know what I mean? Like it could oh, be something like that. That makes yeah, sense. Oh. But the way that she went into sign books as if people would know she did that, unless you made an announcement that you were doing that. Also, if nobody wants to buy your book, they're not going to buy it if they open it up and there's a signature on it. They, they're still not going to get that it. That would even be more reason. <laughs> Either way, two things. So, Garcelle coming out with a book. Yes. Great. Yes. Which I can't wait. And since I have you two here before we go, I've mentioned this here on the podcast before. <laughs> so I'm not going to mention the podcast by name. But there's a, a certain podcast that does a March Madness uh, <laughs> campaign every year. Ciao. And since I have you two here, Ciao. and since we've teamed up and it looks like we've teamed up well, would you two be interested in going in with me on our own little March? Madness? I sure would, because I tried to do one some months ago, but, and they were all Black men on, those, uh, on my little cards that I had. And I said, people still didn't quite, I said, we're not picking one over the other. Let's just appreciate my March Madness is appreciating them all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can we do like a March Madness where the brackets are like sweaty, uh, drunk white guy, uh, sweaty, <laughs> drunk white guy from the West Coast, sweaty, drunk, misogynist, gross guy that everybody slept with in New York. Uh, like right. that would be the brackets would just be like different variations of like disgusting <laughs> oh. white men. Wait. Um. You're talking to me here. <laughs> the, there will be brackets like that. Okay. Yes. I, I, I definitely do want to go in brackets because the two. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was. Yeah. I was going to make a reference, but I'm not even going to like, do it. Who is more gross? Like who is more disgusting? You know, if we're really, because here's the thing. I'm not trying to pit black people or brown people or whatever against, against each other. Because let me tell you, they're all fucking gorgeous. Okay. Right. That's Every person yep. of color on this show oh. is on this franchise is stunning. Here's what I want to do. Can we do a bracket of who the most disgusting white man on Bravo is? Spoiler we'll alert. It's Thomas Ravenel. He's an actual rapist. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. can we talk about that? Uh, and if we're talking about people who are still on camera, it's spoiler alert. It's Michael Darby. Michael Darby. But let's do that. Let's and do- then can we do an appreciation post for the people, yes. for the men of color? Yes, yes well, exactly. Gordon, you don't make it on that one. Sorry. Well, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Gordon is a whole. Gordon is so gross. And for like the it- nerve of Michael's wife to say, at least he knows how to act. See, Ashley is in too close of proximity to whiteness. That's her problem. Right. But that's and, why people love her, too. And um, I, I was uh, I was on Clubhouse yesterday because on clubhouse i host the uh, real housewives of potomac recap room for okay for a club bravo okay so g and i don't know so b okay so <laughs> as a gay man i deal with men of all sorts of ages okay right? so there is this type of older gay man who talks about how much he's getting laid, Okay. how much sex he has, Okay. how many 22-year-olds that he's banging. Okay. Where in reality, he's not doing shit. Okay. I get that vibe from G. From G. Like, all talk. And no action. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, because remember when they were packing for the trip and Mia was like, don't forget to bring your whatever she told him, like to see Alice or whatever. So it's like, well, either you have stock in that as much as you're doing it or and I'm sorry, people skated way too, way too quickly past. Where's the white women? I'm sorry, people, people are not addressing that. That bothered me when G said where, because there are a lot of black men or there are black men who feel like the measure of success in this country, once they make money is to intentionally, not just you happen to fall in love with, because I have my my brother dates a white woman whom I love and who doesn't mind having these conversations that we're having. I'm married to a white person. (laughs) Right. So, you know, it's because who you fell in love with, Mm -hmm. but there is black people like G who feel like the measure of success is getting a white woman. And that rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm not going to pretend that I didn't see that Mia used to be a whole different color than what she Girl, is. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Mia was a ho- Mia was brown like me, maybe even browner. Yeah. Oh, so she did a Mary Cosby? Yeah. Um, also known currently as the Phaedra Parks. Have you seen her? <gasps> oh, no, not Sha- Yeah, no. I said, if okay, if they're not filters... I still have an issue with that because you do know someone filtered, wanted to filter themselves and they text me and said, girl, we took a picture together. Girl, you look good in your picture. I don't like how I look. So I'm going to filter myself. And when I saw that picture, I was Norris color. I said, now, wait a minute. (laughs) Because in order to like, she had to lighten both of us in order to lighten her. And I'm like, girl, we know what color you are though. Yeah. 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 I I just, mm. But yes. yeah, going back to your bracket list. Yeah, let's make let's it do happen, it. honey. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Because that, I, I know I'm going to be good and not say, you know, I'm not going to say the name. That you don't have to. Me- have you ever watched that show, Two Bro Girls? All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and I judge it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, <laughs> because I get so mad. Me too. Every year. I get so mad. And, and can I say one more thing about allyship? Here's where that really kicks in. If somebody, if you know, take for instance, this account that's doing that. And then if, 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 if that account, if I was a white person and that account was saying to me, you know, I can't help. I, you know, we just put it out there, but it's our followers who are racist. Then my thing back to them is you do understand that that's the culture that you created really yes. speak up, not just have, passive conversations with them about it, which goes in turn to if you are a non-person of color or non-black person and you see something not quite right with a white person, whether it's a big white IG account and you continue to just have regular conversations with them and not speak up, you are a problem also and not passively aggressively directly addressing it because I decided it's so funny. I'm no longer following accounts that are like, I'm no longer ignoring the same things that I, that people ignore in their housewives. I'm not ignoring them on IG accounts because when it comes down to it, this is how we live. We can't just take off our skin color, our cultures or anything. So it's not cute to me when I have someone say to me, girl, can you believe that this account, they say they're an ally, but they're posting all this stuff. But what have you said to them? Yeah. Uh-huh. As a person who looks like them. Yeah. And basically when it comes, you know, I've left all Facebook groups except for one. Yes. Which, mm-hmm. you know, that's how, <laughs> Nora and I, that's how Nora and I know each other. Well, hey, yeah. that's how this podcast 
started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because of because of the Crappens guys. Yeah. And I wouldn't and what I love about the Crappens guys is the Crappens guys will call it out. Yeah. They'll call it out. And uh, and there's been so many times when like somebody has said something on the podcast that was like borderline problematic and a listener has clocked them on it and immediately like Ben or Ronnie will be like, holy shit, I'm so sorry. Like there is immediate action. There's immediate ownership. We've had our podcast for only a year and we've already had two racist people be like, I'm not listening to your podcast anymore because it's about, you're always complaining about white people. And by the way, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm like, okay, bye. I like what you said last week. You were, you were like, get out of here then. If you don't buy, like, I'm I'm not worried about Get the fuck out of here. It's not for you. This content is not for you. And what I'd like is for Bravo to tailor their content to be for the majority of people that they see claim to be allies with. Yeah. Period. Period. You know, and, and, you know, that's why it, it's, that's why I didn't even, I got to a point with the burn it down. Cause I, that's how I do feel right now. Like burn it the fuck down. I didn't even read fucking reviews anymore. Like, Me neither. I, I just, nope. It's like, if, if you're mad, then be mad. mad that I'm talking about race, then maybe this podcast isn't for you. Yeah and, not- for, yeah. and for us, like for me and Arthi, like we have other, we have day jobs and yeah. we have families and we mm-hmm. have loved ones that need to be cared for. This is a fun thing for me. This is fun. Talking about Bravo and dissecting these housewives is fun for me. It adds a level of psychoanalysis that nobody asked for, but I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why we do it. And if you don't like that, if you don't like my hobby for you, if I'm playing the violin, if I'm learning to play the violin and I'm playing it badly and I'm doing it in my house, you don't have to come into my house and listen to it. You can get the fuck out of here. Right. And that's yeah. how I treat my podcast is this yeah. is for me and my friends and the people who are like-minded like us. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out of here. Nobody is, I'm not getting some sort of Bravo sponsorship here. Mm-hmm. Nobody is paying my bills with, I'm not paying my bills with this. So it's good. Which to that point, it's so funny because I had a media uh, conglomerate pretty much uh, reach out to me and they were interested. One, one, one of the, it was one of three, I'll just say one of three people who started their conglomerate and, um, you know, we want your podcast, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it was crickets. And then I was told they didn't have the bandwidth. Now, if you're talking about bandwidth as far as technical stuff, well, I record from my house. So what bandwidth? What, oh, you mean you don't have the bandwidth to put my podcast on your network or do you mean the people who support you yeah don't have the bandwidth so for me when I do my podcast it's making me I'm 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 not whitewashing my voice for anyone so no matter what space so if Bravo was to come a calling are you sure because I'm not whitewashing my voice is not up for sale period right meaning you can buy it at what it is you can buy it and then change it period. And, 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 you know, it's like, you know, I am a working actor, you know, I'm a working actor and to make it all real, you know, I'm sitting here recording in our second home. (laughs) I know that's right. Baby, a black working actor recording in his second home. So so this is a, it's a hobby for me. I love talking about Bravo. I love reading books. And, you know, the reason why I flip the switch on my podcast is because I think that we do need to be talking about race and we do need to be talking about that stuff. You know, yep. we do, but okay. We, I could talk to you two all day. I know we're going to have to do a part two. I think we need to make it a series. Let's do a part two. Instead yeah. of race in America, it's race in Bravo. Um, yeah. mo- 
truly a moment and not a movement. Because I mean, you know, I, I like I said, you know, I love you too because it is. I was up at an at a coffee house at six forty five. <laughs> I'm looking at your crotch, Nor. <laughs> I know. Sorry, no, that was my. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I, I gotta get. I gotta get my my actual job that pays my bills is now um, knocking at my okay. door. So well, right. okay. So I right, love so, you guys. Well, yeah. okay. So before we go quickly, um, yes. Nor, tell us the name of your podcast and how we can find you. Yeah, we are the reality is, and we are available everywhere podcasts are found, and you can find us everywhere on Twitter and Instagram, and also on Patreon at the reality is pod. And Taria. And I am at, uh, I'm from the What Else Is Going On podcast. We are everywhere podcasts can be found. And on IG at WeGo, W-E-I-G-O podcast. It's an acronym for What Else Is Going On. On Twitter at T.S. Faison. On Patreon, patreon.com slash WeGo. And buymeacoffee.com slash WeGo. And I'm Les from the Reality Reading Rainbow podcast, where I talk about books and obviously other things. And you can find me wherever you find podcasts. So the intention of this is basically, you know, we are going to have this podcast on all of our platforms. Yep. So anyone who's listening to this, check out uh, Taria and Noor's podcast and Taria and Noor's listeners do the same. Check out my podcast too. And with, with that, keep reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.